The Jay Garvin Show, Home and Mortgage Talk, Saturdays at 8 a.m. and Mondays at 7 p.m. Here on KRDO News Radio, 105.5 FM, 1240 a.m. and 92.5 FM. Now, here's your host, Jay Garvin. This segment is brought to you by Empire Title, Bill McAfee, your best of the best Colorado Springs gold winner. Jay Garvin's here, host of the Jay Garvin Show, and I appreciate you busting through October with me. We are in the first weekend, October 7th of October. If you're listening again on Monday night at 7 p.m., it's October 9th. But all the same, we are busting into the month of Halloween, and I am fired up. Last week, I had response and positive feedback from my show called Enabler Nation. Drum roll, Matt, right off the bat in the first 30 seconds. The title of this show is Enabler Nation, Take Two. This is part two, take two, second part of the series, any way you want to count it about Enabler Nation. And what does enabling mean? This is very, very important, and this show is going to be packed tight of a lot of detail because last week when I started it, I had Justin Hermes, one of the top-rated real estate agents at REMAX Properties, and he and I talked a lot about real estate, which was important, but I want to get down into the meat because four or five times a year max on 4th of July, maybe sometimes on Veterans Day or Memorial Day, definitely on Christmas and New Year's, I step away from the typical show, but I felt it in my heart that we got to talk about helping people move forward or holding them back with the decisions and the interactions we make. And you either have the heart of a teacher and you're helping people grow, or through your words or through your actions, you're enabling that person and helping them when they could better help themselves by working through a problem, a situation, or a challenge on their own rather than to be carried through it on your back. And enabling is a universal personality trait, and we're going to get into all that. But before I do that, I want to say that you can reach out to me personally at 330-1457. That's 719-330-1457. You also can go to churchillcolorado.com. I am like I do every week with the exception of, like I said, Christmas and maybe New Year's, sometimes on 4th of July. I am going to tie this back to mortgage because this is where I see constructive behavior or destructive enabling behavior affect my clients on a regular basis. I see parents, I see family members, I see friends constructively help younger people or adult children help their older parents constructively through the home process of refinancing, purchasing, reverse mortgage, selling their home, whatever it is. I mean, I have seen it all. I have literally seen young military officers come in, lieutenants, where their mom is over their right shoulder, if not in the same damn pair of pants as them, and they walk through and buy a house. There's one client that I have that comes to mind where this dude didn't do anything but sign a paper. His mom negotiated. His mom did that. His mom got his documentations together. Oh, he's so busy. By God, he's leading people into war in the Air Force, and he can't go through the loan application process. She went beyond enabling to actually saying, girl, are you going to put your name on this home? Because your son did not do the loan, and he certainly didn't do the purchase. I would not be surprised if she set up his furniture and paid his bills 
after he got the house. But some parents go to that extreme. And you're laughing or cringing if you're one of them. But I'm going to continue with those examples. Have fun. Much of it at my expense because I'm an enabler. I'm an adult child of an alcoholic. I want to go into the second part of this show, Enabler Nation, take two, because it really makes a difference in your life. And I want you to know that I'm here to educate you. I make my money by actually walking you through a mortgage transaction. So I do want you to call me at 330-1457 if you have a refinance you need to go through. If you've got a purchase loan you need to complete. I'll tell you and I'll repeat it all week during the show and during the commercial break that the best time to refinance your house is right now, especially in the fall. Because the best sales, the highest home values are always in the summer. And your appraisal, subjectively put together by an appraiser, is solely based on the previous sales over the last three to six months. And those summer months give you the highest values. Therefore, when you appraise your house in the fall, based on the summer sales, those sales of those houses are going to be the highest, and the projected value of your house is based solely on that. So if you refinance in the fall to eliminate your mortgage insurance, if you refinance in the fall to shorten your loan term, if you refinance in the fall to consolidate some or all or the rest of your unsecured debt, you're going to have the most value to work with. You can have the exact same house and do this process in March or April, and your house will come subjectively valued at 3 to 10% less because there's less sales in the winter in the spring. There's less houses on the market. I can show you the charts every single month, even as values are appreciating across the last five years. In the summer, they're more. In the winter, they're less. So that's how I pay the bills, and I want you to contact me and say, Jay, please walk me through the process. <laughs> Don't enable me, but help me grow and educate me through the process, just like Chandler on Friends. <laughs> I'm not going to hold you back. I'll point my finger at me first, because I got one at you and four pointing back. I'm not the expert, but I've trained a lot. And not just in the Kumu Kojo gym, but down in the jungle with Yoda as your home mortgage Jedi. Whoa, there's the lightsaber. Studying. Whoa, reading. Getting real life experience. Bumps on the noggin. Taking 4,500 people through the mortgage process. Having a little bit of sense of humor to survive through the process. I am your Southern Colorado home mortgage Jedi, and I can help you. So don't go anywhere. I'm going to go deep, and I'm going to go intense this show. And this is what I'm going to tell you. First, I'm going to cover a little bit of enabling and where it comes from, or at least where it came from for me, and I'm sure there's more areas. Number two, I'm going to see if enabling is actually present in your life. Is it around you? Is it by you? Or is it totally absent? And number three, I'm going to talk about is there enabling behaviors in business, the workplace, or specifically within mortgage lending and in the environment I've been in the last 20 years. And then, expanding on what I did last week with Justin, is there any enabling behavior inside the real estate and the purchase and sales world? But most importantly, how does it pertain to you? How can you stop doing it if you are? How can you take constructive growth through the process financially? to help you, your family, and maybe those around you become better. That's what I'm going to cover. I'm going to give you the big takeaways when I return, so don't go anywhere. You're listening to The Jay Garvin Show right here on Caradio News Radio.
The Jay Garvin Show, Home and Mortgage Talk, Saturdays at 8 a.m. and Mondays at 7 p.m. Here on KRDO News Radio, 105.5 FM, 1240 a.m. and 92.5 FM. We're back with your Home Mortgage Jedi, Jay Garvin's. This segment is brought to you by Academy Art and Frame Company. Listening to the Jay Garvin Show, and I am your host, Jay Garvin. Today, drum roll again, Matt. I'm talking about Enabler Nation Part Two. I'm going to put off housekeeping till the next segment, so I can get really down and deep and drill into this. But the premise of the whole show today is this. And while we go through this, if you nod your head and you can relate to this, give me a call, 330-1457. Go to churchillcolorado.com. And if you can relate to this, if you can apply it to some financial decision you made or real estate decision you made, either directly or indirectly, share it with me. But also, if you just need to do a refinance, give me a call at that same number, 330-1457, or go to churchillcolorado.com. I would love to earn the right to help you through your next purchase loan. You know, if you're working with a local builder, you don't have to go with their lender. You can request me. I have the heart of a teacher. If Dave Ramsey has trusted us at Churchill exclusively over the last 25 years, you can trust me as well. You can trust the team right here in Colorado Springs. If you're working with a lender over the phone and you never get to see him face-to-face and you have questions, please, for your best interest, call me at 330-1457 because you're never going to get the service over the phone that you will face-to-face. And on top of that, a majority of mortgage lenders just want to get the transaction done, and they're not going to help you educate and move forward. Well, Jay, it's just a transaction. Sure, okay, that's just a knee replacement as well. You just don't see it as important. That's just resetting your kid's bone. Don't worry about getting the best doctor. Just get the cheapest one. If it comes in crooked, hey, who cares? He's got another arm. Oh, no, he didn't. Well, that's how I see finances. I'm not speaking from a platform of hope or change. I'm talking from a platform of experience where my wife and I have bought six homes that we now have, five of them on 15-year mortgages, and I'm transitioning my sixth and primary residence to a 15-year mortgage right now. All of my houses will be owned outright before I'm 60. I will have at least one or two added to that portfolio. I'm trying to find a house and a deal right now on a $700,000 home that used to be a million-dollar home. As soon as the millennials buy up all my starter homes in 15 years, they're going to want my move-up home. And that's my next big thing I'm going to start to educate you guys on is I've come from a position of experience. I don't have any unsecured debt. I don't have any credit cards. I don't have any car loans, student loans. I'm 100% debt-free, and that does not make me better than you. Definitely in my driving position. I drive a Ford Escape. All of you have better cars than me listening now. But I can walk you through the process financially, and I want you to call me so I can help you, my team, my posse, we as a group, along with Mike Hartwick, the founder of Churchill, and Dave Ramsey can help you. But going back to Enabler Nation is the fact that you have to understand first where enabling comes from. And for me personally, the history of it comes from addiction. I'm sure there's other places that people grow from enabling. 
But I know for a fact, if you're in an addictive environment where somebody that you have around you is a potaholic, a methaholic, a elkaholic, a pillaholic, a eating disorder-aholic, a lack of eating, anorexic, bulimia disorder addict, if someone is a perpetual gambler addict, the list goes on and on and on and on. If you're around that person, you have the potential for becoming an enabler. And that's what I had in my life with one of my parents. And and I'm a totally positive person. I've been a positive kid my whole life. I smile. I tell jokes. I've always been up. I'm not manic and depressive. I'm high energy all the time. I love life. It never held me back. It wasn't until I went through some marital things that they kind of made me get a counselor and they went into my past and, and saw that there was one time as a child that I sat on the curb in Fort Dodge, Iowa, crying and confused because my parent inside was acting all weird, which I found out at the time that I was six was they were drunk and I didn't recognize it. And I was scared. It's no big deal. I'm the middle child of five. I learned how to cope with it. I moved on. But I'm glad that it's part of my life. I would never, ever remove it. See, because if you have that addictive behavior in your life, in the environment around you, most compelling if it's your spouse. Next, if it's a parent or a child. Next, if it's an exclusive relationship. Next, if it's a best friend. Next, if it's in the workplace. God forbid next if it's a boss. My dad had that. God forbid next if it's a coworker, someone that works with you, or someone at church. It affects us all, but there's only three things you can do when you brush up against addictive behavior. And I'm going to bring this all the way around to real estate and mortgage as I see it affecting my clients and my team every single day, week, month, and year. You have three choices. Number one, you can flee the area. You can get away from that addict. You can end the relationship. You can quit the job. You can finish the friendship. That's one way. Hey, self-preservation, do what you need to do. I don't have any judgment. If you're family, it's not that easy. And that's the situation I was in. I just couldn't leave my parents. Interestingly enough, literally as I'm doing the show, I did leave a little bit. I moved the hell out of my house at 18. I loved them, but I loved them at a distance, and I saw my siblings Stay stuck in the trap. Hey, alcoholism can devour a family. I'm sure any other and more destructive addictions can do the same. I'm very, very proud because I have two siblings that are very healthy and balanced recovering alcoholics of 27 years. But I was sandwiched in the middle of them, my friend. So don't tell me I have no clue what I'm talking about. I grew up the three musketeers and my older sibling and my younger sibling are, I think, 28 and 30 year recovering alcoholics respectively. I've read the book, Adult Child of an Alcoholic, and it doesn't define me, but I realize I recognize parts of it that are me. I've been to Al-Anon, but you have to realize there's only two options if you decide that you're not going to just leave. Number one is you are going to constructively interact with that person emotionally at the pace and the strength that you can. Little bits of activity, recovery, and constructively Help them learn and grow and separate from their addiction or point them in a direction or be supportive as they find their own direction or you are going to enable them. And here's the crux of the show. See, because if you're an enabler, then it doesn't matter whether you have alcohol in the next portion of your life. I I have no 
alcohol problems in my immediate family now. I don't have a problem with it. My spouse doesn't have a problem with it. God forbid they're young. My kids don't have a problem with it. But now we are aggressively helping our children grow as opposed to enable them through their habits. See, you enable a kid if you do their laundry beyond 10 years old, then 15. It, here's on the spot here, Matt, spontaneously. How much time do I have left? Here are some indicators that you just may be an enabler. If you are doing your daughter's laundry and she is 27 years old, yes, you just might be an enabler. Now, if your kid is 44 years old and he's doing well, but you're still paying his cell phone, yep, you just might be an enabler. If you are filling out all the forms and collecting all the data for a refinance for your 29-year-old daughter, <laughs> daddy, you just might be an enabler. So those are the things that we're going to talk about today. Yes, kids still living in the basement, it might not be their fault. You just might be an enabler. See, because if I didn't have to get a job and I could sit my rusty, dusty, busty down in the basement and play PlayStation or come home stoned and eat munchies and just go PS4 all the time online, I'd probably do it. But if my parents locked the doors or had a very uncomfortable conversation or charged me rent or put me to work, or didn't turn on the heat, there would be a possibility that I'd get out on my own. And on their own, they're going to find out how to skin their knee and get back up. Now, here's the point. If you got a 44-year-old kid who's living in your basement, it's too late to start training them. You've got 30-some years. And here's an example. My son gets all A's. And last year, I told my wife, I prayed to my Lord Jesus Christ and Savior and said, Honey, you are going to get a couple of B's in life, and even a C or two. And I'd rather that you experience it around your mommy and I, so go push yourself farther outside of your comfort zone, and then we'll help you get back up. And it never happened with school. My son got his first C on the soccer field. He joined soccer, and the coach sat him at the end of the bench. And he came home crying and said, Daddy, how come they're not playing me? How come I'm not the best? I said, Honey, let's talk. Inside, I said, Yes, he gets to learn on this. And I said, does it make you feel bad? Yeah, it's terrible. And I said, what are you going to do about it? He said, I don't know. I'm like, how about you go to the coach, have a strong backbone and self-image, and say, coach, why are you not playing me? And he did it. God bless him, I'm almost in tears. And he came back, he said, Daddy, I talked to coach, and guess what he said? I don't run fast down the field, and I don't hustle. That's why he's not playing me. I said, what are you going to do? He said, Daddy, I'm going to run down the field, and I'm going to hustle. I didn't enable him. I helped him move forward. By the end of the season, as a 7th grader, he was the most improved defensive player out of 20-some kids at Vanguard. Now, that's not a story bragging about my son. I got 15 more examples of that. That's an example. I could have been the angry parent that yelled at the coach and said, play my kid. Or I could have just left and let him struggle. You have that choice. So if you go anywhere and turn off the dial, you're going to miss it. Don't go anywhere. I'm going to be intensely focused on the next segments talking about how to help yourself and your loved ones and your coworkers and your friends and neighbors move forward constructively and not participate in the Enabler Nation. Right after the break on the Jay Garvin Show. Give me your eyes for just one second. Give me your eyes so I can see everything that I keep missing. Give me your love for humanity. Give me your arms for the broken hearted, the ones that are far beyond my reach. 
Jay Garvin Show, Home and Mortgage Talk, Saturdays at 8 a.m. and Mondays at 7 p.m. Here on KRDO News Radio, 105.5 FM, 1240 a.m. and 92.5 FM. We're back now. Here's Jay Garvin's. Hey, where's the beat? with me. I am Jay. I've not been this excited about a show in six months. Drum roll again, Matt. We are talking about Enabler Nation. I need to take a break this segment for housekeeping, but Matt's going to remind me on that. But I want to let you know right now I'm talking about Enabler Nation. You do not want to be a party of this posse. I have fought years to give away my platinum membership to Enabler Nation. And Enabler is just someone that overhelps someone instead of helping them grow themselves. And it's hard to know whether you are affected or affecting someone else by enabling, but here is the clearest sign that you are being affected or you are the infector. If you are not moving forward in your life and you're not growing, if you're still in your parents' basement and you've been there for years and you're not going through struggles and you're not moving forward, you just might be enabled. Now, if you have a child that is 37, 27 years old and still isn't paying their own bills and going through their own struggles in life, you possibly could be an enabler. But that's not what's most important. The most important thing for me is just how it applies to your relationships, your finances, and specifically mortgages. Because if you do not grow financially, if you don't get a mortgage, if you never go to renting, if you never go to buying a house, if someone always does it for you, if someone gives you your down payment and you've not learned how to save money, if someone just pays off your bills in a mistake instead of you struggling and fixing your way or got like Dave Ramsey going into bankruptcy and having to start all over, if you don't allow someone to lose everything so they can build it back up, you're slicing their cocoon. If you pay a bill for someone that could have a consequence in not paying it themselves, you're slicing the cocoon. If you're washing your kids' laundry when they could do it themselves, you're slicing the cocoon. If you're making the decisions in your parents' relationship or vice versa, instead of them having the hard conversations themselves, you might be slicing the cocoon. And if you slice the cocoon, the caterpillar will never flourish and beautifully become that gorgeous butterfly. And here's an example, one of the best examples of healthy, multiple situation of enabling and then also adult constructive behavior. We had a babysitter when our kids were young. Her name is Stephanie. We met her actually touring a house, and she was in the kitchen. My wife nudged my shoulder and said, hey, we need a babysitter. And I said, hey, here's my name and number. Give me yours. We'd love to have a babysitter sometime. Are you open? I'm absolutely open. I just graduated from Cheyenne Mountain High School. I'm fired up. Well, you better believe I called her because I'm a doer. And when Stephanie said yes, she became a babysitter to us and almost a nanny as we were building my mortgage business hard and the Amway business. And she came over babysitting a lot, and because she was an adult and she had great grades and then good graduation, very intelligent in all of the swing choirs, the groups, 
amazing person with our baby boy. I had to go across town every day and pick her up and take her home. And we said, hey, Stephanie, we would like to help you and buy you a car. Now, on the surface, I think we are enabling her. But also, it was easier for me to buy a $2,000 Taurus, and my time was worth more, and we trusted her to do that. Well, it was amazing because she was almost being enabled, and she came to us six months later and said, you know what, I really appreciate you guys giving me the car, but I don't want you to do this for me. I would like to do it for myself. Can I start giving you payments and buy this car? And I said, absolutely. So even if you're being enabled, you can have a boundary to break from it. Because in a way, we were enabling her, but we were doing it because we were trying to make our life easier and we loved her. But by definition, we were doing for her what she could have done for herself. We helped her do that and she bought the car. But then about two months later, she came to us and she said, hey, can you guys do me a favor and write me a note? And we're like, sure, what is a note? Can you tell me? that one of the conditions of my using the car and one of the conditions of you guys selling me the car at a very, very good price is that I only can use it for work coming back and forth for you guys and not borrow that car to my friends or family. And we're like, sure. We wrote her the note and said, why? She had a little tear in her eye. She said, because my mom keeps trying to steal the car so she can go out drinking and drugging with her friends. Now, how's that for a story when the 19-year-old child becomes the parent? See, that was me a little bit. I had to make decisions for my parent. I, at six years old, had to decide how to walk into a room, not like a normal six-year-old, but I had to decide if that lamp cord would be pulled and it would tip over and would I have to have an excuse and a story, would I have to cover for my parent because you know what? My other parent taught me how to do it every day with the actions that I saw. And that's how enabling moves forward, and that's how it's connected to addicts. But I don't want to look at the glass as half empty. I'm looking at the, the glass as half full, because here's the reality. What doesn't kill you makes you stronger. Did you have any idea at all? I mentioned it last week that two of the last presidents of the United States before Donald Trump were enablers, were adult children of alcoholics. President Obama is an adult child of an alcoholic. His father was a drunk, and he maimed himself in a drunken accident and eventually killed himself even after he maimed himself. That didn't define who Obama was. He turned, he gained strength, and he grew up and arguably lived the most amazing American dream. We have the whole racist slavery past thing, and now we have an African American who's become a president. Bill Clinton the same way. Was an adult child of an alcoholic. He enables people all the time. I have too. It didn't make him weaker. It makes him stronger. I'm not going to get into it, but also three of the last five presidents were left-handed. I'm left-handed, too. I'm very, very right-brained. I'm very life left-handed. See, I'm also ADD and dyslexic. It doesn't, I don't, I don't remember you. I'll just have you laughing while I'm talking. That's just the way God made me. But here's another story as well. George W. George W. has some enabling around his life and enables himself he himself is a recovering alcoholic by his own definition in his own book. Here's a little secret that you didn't know. Where did George W. Bush come to Christ? Billy Graham on the beach is a Kenny Bunkport. Where did George W. Bush and at what age did he decide that alcohol or cocaine, whatever it was, this case alcohol, was just too much and enough was enough and he stopped and he drew a line when he was 40 years old? Guess where he was? in Colorado Springs at the Broadmoor, was with his wife and another couple for his 40th birthday and made one more stupid, unsavory joke. 
about some of the women's body parts the night before, totally drunk, once again, being funny Georgie. And he woke up the next morning in our streets, in my backyard. I'll bet you there's a chance he ran down my street. And he said, enough is enough. And he ran off last night's drunk. He didn't bite the dog that bit him. He went and he sweat and he pushed and he was sick and tired of being sick and tired. And he came back to the hotel and he said, Laura, I've decided to stop drinking. Whatever, George. But he made that decision. He was not going to abuse anymore and he was not going to be enabled or be an enabler. He was going to change and you can change. And I'm going to pull this into real estate and mortgage because it's my world. Next year he said, hey, I changed. Aren't you excited? I guess Laura said whatever. But he went and he grew and he changed. And that's what I want you to do because I sit and hear it all of the time in my mortgage application room. We pay this bill late because of a mistake. My mommy pays it. Where's your car loan? My mommy pays it. Where? Well, you got to tell us where's your student loan. Daddy pays it. We got to tell you, I, you're ready to buy the house. No, I'm sorry. My son just went to a lawyer and I had to bail him out. Really? Are you really helping him? A couple nights in jail would hurt him. Well, yeah. Anything it is, we've got to stop. Enough is enough. Help them grow. The younger you do it, the better it's going to be. But I'm really going to drill this in. And now, the knock came on the door housekeeping. housekeeping. Not to leave this subject, that's for sure. When are we going to stop doing this as a nation? <laughs> Did the federal government save us or enable us with quantitative easing? Because that's the subject of housekeeping. Janet Yellen says we are going to start the bond normalization. What is that, a James Bond project? <laughs> it just might be a title for next week's show, Bond. Yelling bond. I'm telling you, we have over $4.5 trillion in bonds. Now, we got $20 trillion of national debt, but a lot of you don't know we've got $4.5 trillion of bonds in the back hypothetical warehouse. And now Janet Yellen is trying to normalize those bonds by selling extra bonds every month, getting that level up to 30 million in extra bond sales, and poof, hypothetically, we're going to get rid of $4.5 trillion of bonds. Was that a necessary constructive move to save the economy, or did it us enable us into the largest recession in the history of our country? I don't know. If they wouldn't have done it, could we went into a depression and had hundreds of thousands of Americans homeless and maybe thousands die? I don't know, but it's a good conversation to have. Just know that Janet Yellen is very concerned and baffled about inflation. That's in an article. Please know that the Fed is modestly trying to reduce bond holdings. When you see that title in the Gazette ad, know what she's talking about. Here it is again just last week in the Gazette. Bond portfolio likely to shrink. What does that mean? What it means is all the money they printed to save us or enable us or to constructively help us grow during the Great Recession is now doing its time to pay the piper. So just know that I'm reading these articles. I want to keep you informed. And if you miss my show, you're going to miss the lesson. You can do it on a podcast. You can do it at iTunes.com. You can tune in at Caradio.com. You don't always have to listen exactly in your car and at Saturday morning or Monday night. I'm also going to tell you, please, during housekeeping, take the time to go to ChurchillColorado.com. Tell me how I can help you refinance. But also, on October 17th, the third Tuesday of October, 
Sign up for my reverse mortgage class at 2 p.m. There's a lot of changes the 1st of October to reverse mortgages. I will teach you what they are. At 6.30, again on October 17th, in the evening, 6.30 p.m., I'm doing a new home buyer class. Go to the Classes and Events tab on Churchill, Colorado, pull it down, and sign up. And again in November on the 2nd, Tuesday of the month, not too close to Thanksgiving, November 12th, Tuesday, 6.30 p.m., I'm doing my last class of the year, which is investment property class. So all those housekeeping things are important. It's all important to know that the rates have been going up because of the bond normalization process over the last half of September. So October, the rates are a little higher, so you better act now. The fall is the best time to refinance your loan because the rates are still reasonably low, 4% for a conventional and 375 for a government VA or FHA, and your appraisal subjectively is going to appraise highest right now in the fall because it's based off the comparable sales that happened in the summer. And in Colorado Springs and Colorado, it's been hot, 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 and houses are selling for more and more, and that means subjectively your house has more value. So get rid of all of that unsecured debt. Get rid of that PMI. Shorten your term from a 30 to a 20-year mortgage or a 15, but you only can do so by calling me at 330-1457, 330-1457. And I don't care if you're working with another lender, you've started with a builder with a new build, or you've never heard of me before, or you're talking to someone over the phone, call me, let's sit face-to-face and get the show rolling. I'll be back right after this segment to hit the power segment on Enabler Nation, what you can do to successfully move forward financially with your mortgage and real estate in growing as opposed to enabling. The Jay Garvin Show, Home and Mortgage Talk, Saturdays at 8 a.m. and Mondays at 7 p.m. Here on KRDO News Radio, 105.5 FM, 1240 a.m. and 92.5 FM. We're back with your home mortgage best friend, Jay Garvin. We want to pop you up. This is the final segment of the show, two-part series of Enabler Nation. And the biggest things that I want to share with you this segment is what are the big takeaways and how does enabling affect you and how does it relate to real estate? See, the biggest takeaways are this. I know, I've been it, I've seen it, I've had it in front of me that everybody's heart's in the right place when you're trying to help those around you, those that you like those that you love. It's just very, very important to understand whether you are helping them move forward with growth or holding them back. Because holding them back and doing for them what they could just as well do for themselves is enabling. You have to look in the mirror and see if you're doing it or you're receiving it or whether it's around you to the left or the right. 
See, you can be a silent observer between your son and your husband and tag, you're it. If your son's enabling your husband, or more likely your husband's enabling your son, tag, you're it. If your wife's enabling your adult son, I did the silly little segment, if you're doing your 32-year-old son's laundry, you just might be an enabler. If your 44-year-old daughter is living in the basement without a job when they've got two capable legs, and even if they don't, I've seen a lot of double amputees out there working on their own. I've seen a lot of totally deaf people go across the stage on America's Got Talent. I have seen soldiers lose an arm and a leg and come back on active duty. By God, there's a wonderful hero right in Colorado Springs that was almost burned to death by an IED in the Air Force, and he has a constructive adult life. So you just have to see if it's really an issue that your kid's in the basement or not. Or even worse, one of my employees has their parent in the basement. That's okay, but she laughs and says, I think I'm an enabler. I'm going to sell my house and downsize so I can get my mom out of the basement. And it's not because she doesn't love her mom. She just said in her 30s, her mom would say, oh, Lord, Jesus Christ is going to take care of me when her daughter was 10. And she said, Mom, you're going to need a little bit more than Jesus. He can bring you the blessed field, but you've got to cultivate it. And it's called retirement and savings and spending less than you earn. The second most important takeaway is it's hard to know whether you are affecting or affecting someone else or being affected by enabling. If you're affecting someone else by enabling or you're being affected by an enabler, the best indicator is if there's an absence of growth. So if you're by a son or daughter that is still not independent at 25 or 35, there may be enabling in their life. If you are 40 years old and your parents are still doing some of your responsibilities, you might be enabled. And I'll tell you, my wife had issue with this. She was mad. She was jealous of Stephanie because at 19 and 20, she had better individual coping skills than my wife did. And she said, damn it, my parents helped me too much. My dad helped me too much. And here I was out in the world at 35, and I didn't know how to pay my own insurance bill. You've got to understand and identify if you're doing that, especially as it relates to finances, paying bills, making budgets, having savings, going through a mortgage, going through a purchase. And most importantly, in mortgage and real estate and the rest of your life, you have to help people grow instead of enable them. See, it's so important when you work with me, I'm funny, I'm hyper, I can be intense. But I'll tell you this, I'll give 100% to help you grow. I will never do a transaction for you or just have a conversation. I will always look to see how I can help you through the strength of Jesus Christ move forward and become a better person. You have a conversation with me, I promise you I'm going to help you move forward. If not, I promise you'll help me move forward. And if you come to us at Churchill, everybody does this. Dave Ramsey does this. Mike Hartwick does this. With the heart of a teacher, we help you move forward to where you are the hero. It has nothing to do with me. Pride left my life years ago. God humbled me in ways that I can't go into in this radio show. I only want to be the guide to help you become the hero. And that's how Dave Ramsey is. That's how Clark Howard is. That's how Churchill is. Especially that's how Garvin's group at Churchill is and our entire team. 
We want to make a difference in your life. And that's why when people come up to us and say, what can we offer you? We can offer you a lot. And we laugh or sometimes cry when they say, well, I'm going to go to XYZ Mortgage because they just got an eighth of a point better rate. They just totally missed it. Yes, our rates are competitive, but rates and your closing costs has the least amount to do with the next financial transaction you're going to go through. I've done it 4,500 times, and I've seen 23-year-old kids that got it all buttoned up and have their life together. And I have 57-year-old couples that I'm bringing through the purchase of the first time, and they're a sloppy mess. And 90% of it has to do with enabling. Somewhere they did not grow where they should have. Someone did not teach them where they could have. Someone helped them where they probably shouldn't have. They had something done for them that they would have been better served if they did it themselves. They had no callus on their knee, so they were afraid to run fast. Because if you run fast when you have no callus, when you fall, it's not going to skin your knee. It's going to rip open the flesh and you could bleed to death. So little tiny calluses along the way as a kid couple more calluses as an adult or a teenager. And here I'll finish with this, because this is just as much related to a mortgage as it is the lunch. Is my son, when he was young, we would make his lunches because the school doesn't have hot lunch, and he grabbed the lunch and he would go. When he was 8 to 12 years old, we started to make the lunches, but had him participate and would do less and less. Now, as a teenager, we're teaching him to do his own lunches. And last week, we asked him to make his lunch, and he didn't listen. And it was hard. My wife wanted to go in and just finish the lunch. It's in her nature. She's the sweetest, most loving human being I've ever met. But I said, honey, please, let's just leave him alone and see if he can deal with the consequences. The next day, he was running around. He was short. It was everybody's fault. He was grabbing his lunch. He was out the door. My wife did not know whether he made a new lunch or took the old lunch with the orange peels and the wrappers in there. The good news is, is he gruffed on his own when my wife was in the bathroom and made the lunch and went. And he did for himself what my wife thought she had to do for him. And she's helped me as many times as I've helped her. And we helped him move forward just a little bit. So help someone close to you move forward just a little bit. And as I state on the end of every single show, go grow and prosper and tell someone that you love them. Because that's what matters in the end. Not a house, not enabling, the fact that you love them. You take your relationships. And if you've not found your passion, your calling, your purpose in life, pray to God that he would deliver it. Because that's what I found in you, the radio listener. Some that I would passionately come to and have a conversation every single week, week in, week out. This enabler nation is a huge subject and one that I'm going to continue to talk upon. Because we can grow and it's one of the best growth tools that we have in this nation, normal people in an extraordinary society that allows us to grow. And if we grow, we make a difference. And if we make a difference, we change our families, our societies, our states, and our nation, and therefore the world. So call me at 330-1457. Let me help you with your next mortgage or go to churchillcolorado.com and let's get your next refinance or purchase loan started today. You've been listening to The Jay Garvin Show and I will be here, hearing you, you hearing me, one week from today. Reach out and touch somebody's hand. Make this work.
The preceding was a paid program on KRDO News Radio. KRDO News Radio does not confirm nor deny the validity or accuracy of the information contained in this program. And the views expressed do not necessarily represent the views or opinions of the staff and management of KRDO News Radio.